Hello everyone, welcome back to the Living Hopeful podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the concept of being in but not of this world. This is a very popular saying and phrase, especially in the church And I want to talk about what this means um, and how we can be in but not of this world because it's something that Jesus tells us to be. Um, Yeah, so I really hope that you enjoy this episode, that you are encouraged or inspired in some way. And yeah, let's just get into it. What gave me inspiration for the topic of this episode was from a podcast that I was listening to. It was It's called the Leadership Leader Podcast and it's um, done by Chad Veach who is one of the pastors at Zoe Church in Los Angeles. And he was talking about this analogy of how us as Christians, us as leaders, um, yet as anyone that's, yeah, in the church, should have the Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. And I think this is such a cool analogy that shows us that we need to be aware of what's going on in this world. I have definitely myself definitely been in this position and I've definitely seen others get into little Christian bubbles where the only thing that they're sort of aware of is their church and their immediate life. And they're not aware of the bigger picture and they start to see things with rose-tinted glasses and not really be able to shine their light into the world because they don't know what's actually going on in the world and they get all self-centered into their little life with um, the goings-on in the church and the Christian um, lifestyle and not actually look at what people are going through outside of that and what's going on in the world. And if we don't know what's going on in the world, then we can't be light to the world. We don't know how we can love on them and how we can show God to them because we don't know what is actually happening. And it's so important to be praying for the world and be praying for what is happening and is something that, Jesus he knew what was going on in the world when he was on earth and he didn't stray away um, from that even though it was really hard Um, and so we should also be praying for and knowing exactly what's going on in this world so that we can more effectively share God's love with other people and the world the world that we live in and God's world heaven and um, his kingdom are completely different and the whole analogy of being in but not of this world means that we can't have one foot in each camp we can't be both in the world and in God's kingdom they contradict each other if we're in the world we're being influenced and controlled by our fleshly desires peer pressure um, and just things of the world And so we aren't able to fully experience and be in God's kingdom. And obviously, if we have one foot in God's kingdom, then we're being influenced and surrendering to God's control in our lives and doing things that are of God. Um, And doing things of God is different to doing things that are of the world. So we can't really just have 
one foot in each camp. We need to be in God's kingdom and be yeah with God and yeah just behaving and acting like God's representation on earth because the world is in our home it's our mission assignment it's our mission it's our assignment this is a temporary place for us and so that this is not where we belong we belong with God and his kingdom and so we aren't to be controlled or influenced by what's going on in this world but be so firm in the ways and the patterns of God's kingdom and when we do this on earth we are bringing we are bringing heaven to earth we have a part to play in having God's kingdom come to earth having earth look a little bit more like heaven um because we are we are heaven dwellers we um have the ability and have God's power in us to act and talk um and just be um like someone you know in the kingdom um yeah so being not of this world is very hard especially because our flesh is has desires and is pulling us towards things of this world our body is also a temporary home for us and belongs to this world and so because we are human we have these desires that aren't of god's kingdom um and we are pulled towards things that the world says and promises to us that are going to satisfy us that are going to bring us life such as relationships different habits and behaviors um but as christians we must not allow this to fully pull us away from god and his plan for our lives because as i said earlier the ways of this world and the ways of god are completely different um and yeah this all this means that we are not allowing the world to sway or influence us in any way and for this to be sustained we need to have a firm foundation in god matthew 7 verse 24 to 27 talks about um what we will be like um if we have a firm foundation in god versus having a foundation on the earth and it says therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock the rain came down the streams rose and the wind blew and beat against the house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house in the sand the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with the great crash what this is telling us is we are only stable and able to get through the storms and trials and struggles of life if we have our foundation on that rock on jesus and not on anything of this world and this passage tells us that to be able to have this firm foundation on god we must hear the word of god 
and do the word of God. It means that we need to allow God's voice in our life to be the biggest influence and the loudest. We need to be in the word and we need to be obeying the word. We need to be putting into practice the revelations and truths that Jesus God has brung out for us and we need to obey his commandments and therefore in this we are building our foundation on God and we are saying no to the way of this world and I honestly find obeying the word of God not hard but it's just something that I I don't know whether you're like this as well, that I read the word of God and I'm able to soak in it and dwell in it and then I forget it and I sort of forget what I need to do or I don't take away, like I read something, I'm like, yep, cool, I know, you know, what it's saying, but I don't apply it to my own life and I don't see how I can obey God in this way. And so something that I've been trying to do and I encourage you to do as well is that when you're, you've come to the word of God, you spend time in it and you allow God to, um, to reveal to you what he wants to reveal to you and you read it and you study it and then at the end sort of see, okay, how can this apply to my life and what do I need to do or change to be able to act this out in my life um and this has really helped me to as it serves as a little reminder to me as to how i should act um to be able to obey god in this way um so i really recommend you doing that if you haven't already because i feel like we can get so engrossed in god's word and so engrossed in the story and what it meant for those people and everything but then we forget what God is actually telling us and God's actually teaching us and how we can apply this to our own lives we might get the lesson but we may not remember or I don't know we may not be able to apply it to our own lives and so this is the most important part because if we're just hearing God's word and not actually doing it we yeah it's it's useless um so Yes, being able to hear God's word, be in God's word, but also obey it and change our lives um, through what Jesus is, God is teaching us through his word. And in that, he can transform us to become more like him. Um, John 17 verse 14 to 19 says, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them because they are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you send me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. What this passage is really saying is that Jesus's final destination wasn't being not of this world it was his starting place and he's telling his disciples and us in this passage that our starting place should be 
that we are not of this world, that we belong to God's kingdom and that should be our starting place and not our final destination. Not It shouldn't be what we're working towards and should be the the result and the achievement of this. Um, so this is really telling us that being not of this world is where our foundation is and when our foundation is in God, we know that we our we belong and we are well founded in God's kingdom and not of God of not of this world um, and that isn't the end goal um, and being in the world um, means that we yeah we are aware of what is going on and we are present in this world we are called as the previous passage said we are called not to take people out of this world, but to save them from evil um, by pointing them towards him. We are, yeah, not, we're not called to be rescuers and to go and save everyone and take them away from evil, but we are there to point them towards the one who can, and that is Jesus. I feel like I bring this analogy up every single time, but I love it so much. Um, and the, it's the analogy of us, of one person being brung from death to life, being brung from being saved, um, is like a football on a football field or rugby ball on a rugby field if you want to be New Zealandish. Um, and it's not just one person, the, major- the majority of the time. I don't know that much about rugby, but... I'm pretty sure the majority of the time it's not just one person bringing the rugby ball from one end to the other. It takes multiple people and there is some pushback as the other team get the ball and they bring it towards their goal. Um, But it takes multiple people to be able to bring that ball to the try line. And it's the same with our role in someone's life who is – um, coming towards God it's not our responsibility to fully bring them to God to fully convert them as you say um, but we have a part to play in bringing them to a revelation of God and we may be that starting seed and then we may not see them come to God and we may feel hopeless and we may feel like we didn't do anything because we didn't see any fruit of that but later down the line as the last person has that ball and it's going for the try it wasn't all of their work it was obviously God through all of us but there were multiple people who had a part to play and yeah this verse is saying that we aren't just taking people and bringing them to heaven we're not just being like okay you need saving we're just going to take you and you know bring you to bring you to safety no we are called to because we we don't we can't do that we're not god we don't have the power to do that but obviously we are called to lead others towards god and this is the great commission this is what jesus said um in matthew 28 19 to 20 um what he said in what we what our mission what our purpose is on this earth um we are sent into the world to bring light and freedom to it the verse says therefore go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything 
I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus has commissioned us into this world with the purpose of our life being to save the world through him. And so this is why it's so important that we be of this world because we won't have the opportunity or the eyes to see how we can save this world through him if we aren't of this world if we aren't in this world and we don't know what is going on so yeah it's so important to have both of these both of these go hand in hand being not of the world and being in the world we need both of them to be able to fulfill the great commission and god's plan for our lives so now i want to give three ways that we can be in but not of this world and the first thing that i have is to be strongly abiding in god john 15 verse 5 says i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and i in you you will bear much fruit and apart from me you can do nothing what we who we listen to what we listen to and who we spend time with is going to determine the direction of our lives And so if we are spending time in the world and we are spending time in media and relate, like obviously relationships with other people are great, but if we spend all of our time with, um, in relationship with other people, then we're going to become like them and become like the world. Um, and whatever you're listening to, secular music, um, just other content, the news, anything. Um, If you're listening to that too much and if you're saturating yourself in it and that's all that you're listening to, then that will be the loudest voice in your head and therefore that will determine who you end up becoming. Um, And so we are called to abide in God and this means to spend time with him and be in communication with him and allow his voice to be the loudest in your life to truly obey god we need to be obeying his commandments and in this we become more like him which is the furthest of being in this world john 15 verse 10 to 11 says if you keep my commandments you'll remain in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and remain in his love i have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete in keeping his commandments we produce joy as this verse says which is a fruit of the spirit um and we're only able to do this if we are connected to him the only way that we can be a light to the world and be able to show god's glory and greatness to this world is if we ourselves are connected to god because if we are trying to do it in our own strength of course we're not going to be able to do it because it's only through god working in our lives that his greatness and glory can be shown and the way that this can happen is only if we are abiding in him if we don't abide in him it's like a vine that's been severed from the branch and it's not connected to god and so of course we're not able to um show god's love and god's 
kindness and all all of who he is to other people because we're not connected to him and so it's so important to be strongly abiding in God having time set aside each day to read his word and be in prayer and everything bringing him into every conversation and every thought that you have and every decision that you have um and just constantly just constantly thinking of him and bringing him into the moment that you are living and just in everything you do going to God and yeah so strongly abiding in God is my first point and my second point is allowing him to work in and through you God doesn't push his way into our lives he waits to be invited in and he knows that he does know that the only way that he's going to be at that his plan for our lives is going to happen as if he works through us um but he doesn't push that on us he allows us the choice to whether we surrender our lives to him or whether we take control of our own lives luke 11 verse 9 to 10 says i tell you ask and you shall receive seek and you shall find knock and the door shall be opened for you for everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened the only way that god can work in our lives is if we let him in we need to give him control of our lives surrender our lives to him listening to his guiding and relying on him more than ourselves and this is way easier said than done obviously because our this is the furthest from what our flesh wants our flesh and our humanly desires wants control for ourselves and wants to be in charge but we know that us being in charge isn't the best for our lives it won't bring the best things in our life it will only yeah our lives are way better with jesus in it um and we know that god has a good and perfect plan for our lives which can only happen if we allow him to work in and through us um yeah and one way that we can allow him to work in and through us is by identifying our weaknesses and allowing him and relying on his strength um i recently came to this realization um when i've i had a concussion like june last year um and it's actually been quite a long process to recover from that and one of the things that I've been struggling with since my concussion is feeling tongue-tied and feeling like I have a roadblock between my mind and my um, my mouth. And sometimes I'm fine. Sometimes I'm able to easily communicate and everything. But other times I'm not able to properly communicate what I'm thinking. And it's been such a struggle for me because I'm not able to, yeah, convey what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and god brought me to this verse in exodus um which talks about when moses was first commissioned to um yeah to speak to his people about god 
when is the verse here it is exodus 4 verses 10 to 12 says but moses replied to the lord please lord i have never been eloquent either in the past or recently since you have been speaking to your servant because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish okay tongue tied the lord said to him who placed a mouth on humans who made a person mute or deaf seeing or blind is it not i the lord now go i will help you speak and i will teach you what to say in Moses's weakness of speaking and not feeling like he he was eloquent enough to speak to the people God was able to work through him he was able to identify this weakness and instead of it discouraging him he actually surrendered it to God and allowed God to take full control of it and in this God was able to work through Moses doing beyond anything that Moses could achieve and God was God prompted me with this um saying that I needed to surrender this weakness to him and in him in him working through me he will be able to take this roadblock away and yeah overall bringing glory to him and so allowing him to work in and through you Um, is such an important part of being able to be in but not of this world. And my third point is to be educated of and praying for the world. Um, And as I've mentioned multiple times throughout this episode, the only way that we can be in this world is if we know what is going on. We can't be praying for interceding for this world if we don't know what's going on we can't be light for the world if we don't know what's going on um and as i mentioned before christians can often end up in a bubble not really knowing what's going on and just thinking that life is great but in actuality it's not and they aren't able to be god and be in properly in this world like um yeah god tells us to acts 13 verse 47 says for this is what the lord has commanded us i have made you a light for the gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth we are the light of the world we have the power and the authority yeah to to be like to other people and if we keep hidden if we keep hidden in our christian bubbles and not be able to go into this world then the light isn't going to be seen because it's being hidden and the only way that the light can be seen if it's in the darkness and so we are only able to witness for god and um bring glory to him and fulfill the great commission fulfill god's purpose for our lives if we step outside of our christian bubble and be vulnerable and be in the world and allowing other people to see our light because yeah otherwise they're not gonna know god then yeah not gonna have the opportunity to be able to be saved um it's yeah like i think i honestly don't know what it was but um I read something about I actually don't know what I was talking about um yes what was I saying so yeah we can only be a light to God and be able to 
um, bring salvation to the earth if we put ourselves in a place where the light can be shined in the darkness. We can't be a light to the world if we're ignorant to it, if we um, we don't bother to know what's going on, um, just thinking that we're better. Um, yeah, we just that's not a way that we can um, be light to the world because we're, we're hiding ourselves and we're not allowing the world to see us. Um, and, yeah, uh, Luke 21 verse 36 says, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. God tells us that we are to be alert with what's going on and respond with the Word of God. We, yeah, are to be, just know what's going on and be alert to what's happening so that we can pray for the world and pray for people in the world and also be able to know how to bring light to it because if we just walk in being like hey I have good news Jesus came to save us all and they're all like what what are we being saved from what do you mean um it's not going to do much good we need to know the situation that we are putting ourselves in and know exactly where the light needs to be for God to be able to work in and through our lives and be able to bring others to him so that's all i have for this week thank you so much for listening um i hope and pray that you were encouraged or inspired in some way or another towards your relationship with god um as always um i update more regularly and put out more content on my instagram so feel free to go follow me over there as well as check out my website where I'm posting um, blog posts about what I'm talking about in the podcast um, and hopefully giving more encouragement and inspiration. Um, They are both linked down below. But apart from that, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.